Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, Toast. Uh, welcome to our pre-Miami episode and also first episode of the NFL season. Yes. Yes. For our viewers, we're going to be in Miami officially, as I'm sure for the people who've been listening, we've been talking about it. We are going for on the game on October 8th at Hard Rock Stadium to see the New York Giants led by Danny Dimes off his monstrous last week mm. performance. And um, the D- Miami Dolphins led by, I think, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, yes, sir. Bradley Chubb, right? Had a great game. Had a great game. He actually did have a very good game. You yeah. know, also the two Phillips. That had a good, uh, yeah, yeah, little, he, yeah, little combo going. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because he did not play. What was I think? Was it week one? I feel like I saw him get week a sack. One? Well, I thought about week two. I know, but I guess I'm thinking because I remember. Well, did yeah, he get yeah, a sack yeah, week yeah, one. Yeah, but, yeah, did he, he have a sack week one. one? I he just did have, my he, mind, he had the last. He had the last pl- had the last sack on the mm, fourth down. Maybe that's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, where he sacked that uh, overrated social media quarterback. Who? Uh, the guy who's number he's uh, number ten, Oregon Duck. You you know that's not true though, right? Yeah, uh, I I think it's true. I think it's true. I think he's ass. Let's take off our Miami Dolphins cap for two seconds. Okay, I'll take you off know my he's cap. a top five quarterback. Then I put on my analysis hat, and then I'm your Theo, I, and your I Theo had that Ash s- hat. What was that? Your Theo Ash hat. My Theo Ash hat, and I'm like, you have to have a, a strong arm to be a good quarterback. Jamarcus Russell, come on down. I feel it's a pretty good impersonation. Thank you, thank you. I'm practicing. Um, but Staley has to go, bro. Oh uh, yeah. He, I think he's he is the most on the hot seat. If they hired anybody, they'd be two and zero. I mean, they'll, they'll yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen. I think the moment where I was like, yeah, he needs to go, is when you guys marched on the field in like ten seconds to get that field goal that ended up, I think, was the difference maker in that game. Before halftime, you guys oh, flung the yes, ball off yes, field. Yes, 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 yes. At that point, I was like, if you are this defensive savant, and this yeah. is the reason they hired you, and you're like this guru, you that's like your job, right? Yeah. Like, that's where, you know, like I was like, Bilicek, where, you know, his offense may struggle, but what always holds true is he's a defensive guy. His defense has always been good. Yeah. No matter what. No matter how much the offense struggles, how many problems they have, their defense is good, that's his forte. How are you going to be the defensive guy and just so many poor decisions. Their defense isn't even good, in my opinion. No. And it's not even that they don't have the talent. That's the most frustrating part. It's these formations, not the formations, but the packages they come out in and the time. Not the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's just like the play calling in certain positions just doesn't make sense. Right. And I think the prime example that social media and the media really dove in on was lining up Khalil Mack in coverage on Tyreek Hill. And you see Khalil Mack looking around, like, pointing, please, somebody else come over here. Yeah. Because as good as he is, I don't care. I mean, Tyree Kill probably runs, like, a 4-4 at this point. No, probably faster, 4-3 at this point in his career. And I think he just torched the place up. It just doesn't – you have the pieces. Everything is there for you, and there's no excuse that they should not at least have one win on the board. I mean, he – I will say he is not on the field, so like he can't control J.C. Jackson for some reason pushing Eric Azucama for a PI. Like that's mm-hmm. like idiotic, stupid okay. football. Uh, but that being said, yeah, like they were carved up week one. 
And Ryan Tannehill was carving them up last week, too. I think, this is my opinion, if they drop two of the next three, he's fired. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he should have been going out to the playoff game. I think, honestly, he might get fired if they lose next week. He's that he's that much on the hot seat where I don't think they would, but it wouldn't shock me. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't it, be surprised. Who do they play next week, the Chargers? Give me that answer. I don't know, actually. Well, you take away for a couple seconds. I'm going to look up. I'm trying to investigate right here. Let me see who they're playing. Yeah, look, the Chargers have had issues uh, with the coaching. Uh, listen, they've upgraded on a physical coordinator with Kellen Moore. I think he's doing some good things. Uh, however, listen, uh, yeah, the defense is a disaster. The head coach is in over his head. And I do think the like I said in the playoff game, I think the quarterback, you know, he needs he needs to do better in these fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. The game's on the line. Two of them went down the field and did it. You know, Herbert had a, Herbert enough week one. He had a chance. He had about a minute left to drive down the field, and he just needed to get to like the 30, 40 yard line because it was a two point game. He didn't mm-hmm. have to go the rest down the field. Okay. He didn't. He didn't do it. Even last week against Tennessee, he didn't do it. He's got. He, he needs some onions. He need, he needs to close out these games. He doesn't like have Daniel that. Jones? Daniel Jones has more onions than him for crying out you loud. You got you got to give him this credit. I, I don't mean to switch. We're gonna go back to Herbert in a second, yeah. but you got to give Daniel Jones that credit on that second half against Arizona. Okay, I yes. get it. I see the coming. It's Arizona. It's Arizona. Most quarterbacks keel over and die. Yeah. And there's rumors that Dable took over the play calling in that second half. So who knows if that's going to be something we see going forward. I think Dable denied it. But in reality, if he did take over play calling, I think he probably would have just lied anyways. But like, no, no, it wasn't me. Or but there's like, like many clips of him like on offense, you know, with the play, play sheet. sheet in front of the face. Yeah. You know, he's doing something over there. He's not yeah. just, you know, hey, uh, Daniel Jones, how you doing over there? You having a good day yeah. today? Kind of a large McDouble. Uh... I I don't buy it. I think oh, offensive coordinator Dable made an appearance in the second half, and I think there was a – I don't know if you were watching the game. The difference in the play calls and how the offense looked was – it was a world of differences. Especially – forget the Cowboys game because I don't even count how miserable that was. Literally the first half of not being able to move the ball and just awful like – Oh, let's run, you know, halfback drawn, third and eleven kind of decisions right. to, you know, incorporating height into the offense, throwing the ball downfield, then, you know, the running game opens up and it just looked dynamic, it looked fresh, and you wanna make we ha- allowed our playmakers to make plays. Yeah. And before you uh get mad at me, the large McDouble is a joke because he has the headset on, not because he's a big guy. All right. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that clear. There's a little bit of both. I hate fat people. That that's it. Yeah. No, no. Um <laughs> No, no. But it, it, it was a great coach. It was a great coach. In terms of going back to Herbert though, they are playing the Vikings next week. Which okay. is two of probably the best bad teams. Out of the right. only two teams, they are, you know. Right. Who else is Owen two really that's solid? Cincinnati. Honestly, Denver might be the best Owen two team. They're probably Owen three against Miami. So it's okay. I would not count them out. It depends because I say this strictly because Waddle might not play. Don't care. And Sertain, 
I think has given me enough evidence to say he might be the best cornerback in football this year. Along with him, our boy Gonzalez over in New England, Jair in Green Bay, Sauce, who he's had his moments, but he's always in the conversation. But my point is, in terms of strict man coverage, Sertain has been at the pinnacle of coverage, and he can lock down an entire half. So, obviously, no one can hang if you have Waddle and Tyreek just running amok across the field, which props to Belichick for somehow clamping the life out of Tyreek. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not shocked, yeah. but like, he always finds a way. Right. Besides the point, Sertain has that one-on-one coverage that can limit Tyreek. I'm not asking him to give him, you know, one catch for seven yards. You keep the guy under 70 receiving yards, you have a shot to win the game. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but listen, they Miami ran the ball well with Mostert. They ran he ran over New England. He could do the same thing. I'm not obviously I'm not saying Braxton Barrios is Jalen Waddle, but he's he's been a nice surprise. He's stepped up. Why not? And then you and you know, obviously you know Tyreek's going to do his thing for the most part. He, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough for sure. But you know we got a we got a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Put it like this, though. Will Miami win? Yes. Probably. Are they favorites? Yes. Will Denver make it close, make you sweat, and cover the spread? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I don't... You can't say the offense is looking better this year. They're actually able to move the football. That's true. That's true. They are able to score points where if their offense looked like this last year, they would have been a 13-win team. I mean, they scored points in one week. They only scored 16 points week one. I mean, that would have been like tied for the, their record I Which is true. That That's true. You're not wrong. But don't forget, they... they had a couple of blunders, too, in the red zone. Eh. But once again, even in that 16 points, they were moving. It wasn't a... St- like, you could see... Like, you felt it, like they had the chance at any moment to actually yeah. do something. I mean... Obviously they went. Obviously they played really fast. They won the big lead last week, but what happened? They blew it. Hey, if I was Sean Payne, I'd be sweating right now. Oh, Talked yeah. all that smack. Oh yeah. Came out oh, Salah yeah. even without Rodgers. He has a win on his hey, on his resume yeah. this hey, year. Yeah. Hey, look, he should talk to a. He thought hey Bridgewater would should start over to a. It's uh holding a, just um some grudges. He, he's giving me like. 2020, 2021 Gruden, where like he came out, like came out to like the Undertaker theme music from his retirement, yeah. just to get like punched in the jaw. Yeah, I he, like came out. He's yeah. like, I'm back, yeah. and everyone's like, I don't care. But speaking of, oh man, Gru- it's like that SpongeBob. Is, oh, yeah. It's a SpongeBob clip. That's what it is. Um. How many times do you have to teach you this lesson, oh, old yeah. man? I love the young people. <laughs> the shopping right now just getting yeah. absolutely clobbered he's after clobbered. he made this grand tour yeah. return. It makes so sense that he's paired with Russell Wilson, doesn't it? It's poetic, isn't it? It's it's written in the stars. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, mine would be him. Uh, so, I, are we done with our with the Chargers conversation? I think yeah. we've hit the you point. Can take your next uh, point. Um. I don't want to spend a whole lot on the Miami because you know, we, we'll talk about Miami, obviously, throughout the season. But Well, I do have a question. Oh, 
I mean, hopefully I have an answer. Is Deshaun Watson ooh, toast? Is he done? Is he washed? Is he forever mid? First off, I'm toast, so thank you. Uh, second, uh, yeah, I think he's washed. I, I think I think the the year away did him no favors. Um, the 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 year off plus being out for six the drama, the, 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 no. and the suspension last year. Yeah, I absolutely think so. And the Browns carry the curse of all time, you know. Right, absolutely. And and Chubb they, is out. Prayers up to Nick Chubb. Yeah, man, that that oh, was that's a nasty. Injury. Seeing that clip after on his oh game, my god, it might, it might be the most gruesome thing ever. And then like this is time to have our annual conversation of like, what are what is the worst sports injury of all time? I feel like that always comes around. When, there's always like the injury of the year, and everyone's yeah. like, "Hey, what do you think?" And I think we all know what the you know one hundred and one draft pick of injuries is. I have my, I'll, I'll let you spit out one. Is it just absolutely destroying your leg, like just bending, like I'm just bending it? I'm saying a specific moment, an athlete getting hurt. Well, what's the most oh. gruesome you've seen in your lifetime? Well, I mean, I mean, there's the Kevin Ware injury. That that was my answer. Was I feel answer? like nothing else can compete within our yeah. lifetime. Yeah, especially from a. Visual standpoint, oh my like, god! Theismann, Alex Smith, some of those Theismann, ones might, yeah. might have been worse, but yeah, it was all out on display. Yeah, Gordon Hayward was a, Gordon Hayward was a bad one too. But Gordon Gordon, you saw bone, bad. you saw blood, you saw. How do you want to think about it? No more. But get better, Nick Chubb. Praise the Nick Chubb. So, uh, sorry to distract with Deshaun Watson. I yeah, there's asked. no reason for him not to be good if he's this 230 million guaranteed quarterback, and he has. Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper. Nick Chubb is gone, but you know you have decent running backs. If you are worth that 230 guaranteed, you got to make that work. Where let's not act like he has 2022 Giants receivers. If you gave Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, etc., etc., Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore, but. Forget that Mahomes would be salivating to have Amari Cooper on that offense yeah. right now. Yeah. And you can't say, like, oh, he's not he's not Patrick Mahomes. Well, you gave him that type of money. You put him in that echelon of yes. quarterbacks, and you paid him that money. So he, he doesn't perform up to that. You have to hold him to that standard. Is he the is he the worst contract in football? He's got to be. Yeah. And it's just because of that guaranteed money. Yeah. That's the killer. He has He's more guaranteed than – I think he's almost as much as Burrow – more than Lamar, I more think than Hurts. I think it is the most guaranteed. I think you're 230 right. $230 million guaranteed. Lot. And yeah, they get it to a guy that did not play a down a, for a season. And it's and they I, knew he wasn't – wait, I think they – no. I, th- I think they might have knew that he wasn't going to play six games. Or it was on – it was like, you know. And the Browns were like that feel-good team. They were being good. They had Baker, which right. I'll get to in a second. But as soon as they go get rid of him, bring the Sean, give him all the guaranteed money, and they stink now, they deserve all they of it. They deserve, deserve another 20 years of misery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pour it on. Love it. They should never find a quarterback after that. You, find, you finally had the guy that was sticking by you. He had the shoulder injury. I don't think he has his moments, but he had that shoulder injury. He played through it for the team. He looked weak. He couldn't get the ball in places. Yeah. All right. So now we release it and give the guy 230 to Deshaun. And now it's so nice to see Baker balling out in Tampa. Yeah. I think he has what? He's definitely top three in passing yards this year, I think. 
through Alfred. two games. But point being, he's slinging the ball in their two and out. Yeah, uh, that's a team that we all thought were not going to be that good. The, and you know what? They're probably not going to be any more than an eight nine one team. Yeah, but Baker is showing that he can still be a starting quarterback. He's making the right reads. He's getting the ball in the right places, and he's most importantly winning football games. Right. At the end of the day, you can look as pretty as you want. You got to win the games, like you said with Herbert. Of course, of course. Um, I'm afraid that we're, you know, there's that um, like that cycle, like the picture with the cycle, the Baker Mayfield cycle. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm afraid that we're still on that cycle of like, oh, he's the underdog. Oh, he plays really well, and it's kind of like gets like a contract or like you know gets another opportunity and like mm-hmm. rides high and then he falters and. Stuff like I that. like to see him do good, though. Of course, I, I think he's such an easy person to root for. Uh, I, re- I remember when he was coming out of college, I was like, I, I love the ball grabbing. I, for like for some reason, it worked for him. If it was any other quarterback, anyone, anyone else, I would have just like, fuck this guy. He, I do not like this. And guy. I but feel for like some it's also reason he's like genuine off the field. Like he, yeah, the persona yeah. like stays on yeah. the field. I think, yeah, yeah, exactly, and. I think he's just yeah. I um, he's easy, yeah very easy to root for. I think it also helps that you know he was the he was a walk on at college. He transferred to Texas A&M to Oklahoma. Gritty. Yeah, he's got grit. The first overall onions. pick though was crazy though. Even yeah, that, that even crazy. when it happened, I was like, mm. I mean, he was better than Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. You know that, that who were rumored to be number one. And obviously, Allen wasn't rumored How to be number one. How much better is he than Sam Darnold? Oh, a lot better, I think. I haven't seen – I've seen nothing from Darnold. That's fair. That that quarterback class was kind of, like, disastrous looking back. It is the – well, you had Lamar, you had Josh Allen. And then you had Baker, you had Sam, and you had Josh Allen. We're talking, like, the P-court. Like, Josh Allen, we knew was never going to go one. He was such a project. Oh, yeah, and he exactly. would And I genuinely think he would have failed miserably if he oh, went to Cleveland. 100%. 100%. He would have been a turnover god. Which he still is, but he would have been worse. But I'm saying, though, he actually, like, they let him develop. He would have had such a short lease in Cleveland that he would have flamed out. I Yeah, absolutely. Because so we saw he had a rough rookie year, but he figured it out. And he's still figuring it out, but... He's so electric and dynamic, and all thanks to that Buffalo system that they had over there. Well, and mainly, made mainly Dable. Yeah, and then Lamar, who was a guy who I genuinely was shocked fell that late, and I knew why he fell that late. But I had watching him in college, I had so much faith he'd be good, and just like seeing the way he played, it was so much more than a rushing quarterback. Yeah. And obviously it worked out. And I remember he had those first couple rough performances after Flacco went down, and they kind of tried to like merge him back into the offense. It was all like the old head Baltimore fans, like, no, we need to throw a quarterback like Flacco. Like Flacco, Flacco's Flacco. elite. Yeah, Flacco this, Flacco that. But Lamar has blossomed into an elite thrower, and I will always stand by this. You could say anything about his running game; he doesn't even run that much anymore. The guy could yeah. chuck the football. He has an arm, and he has insane arm talent. He is able to put balls in places many quarterbacks can't. When we think arm talent, we're always talking, oh, perci- uh, you know, high-tier precision, and just cut it at that. The guy has a cannon 
he will put the ball on a dime and throw as hard as some of the top guys in the league. He has phenomenal arm talent to pair with that rushing ability, and I don't think his throwing is talked uh, talked as much as it should. And you know what? He finally got another receiver. He got Zay Jones. Forget Odell. Odell's kind of like a yeah, that's he's kind of like a you use him in like a random package, and he's already hurt, yeah. so he's whatever. Bateman is kind of like holding on by a thread. Andrews is coming back. Likely, I wonder if we ever see like likely use because I feel like he kind of had like a burst of hype for some reason. A little bit, and especially yeah. when Andrews went down, we're like, "Oh, is likely going to be relevant?" Yeah. Eh. But yeah. Zay Zay Flowers, a lot of people thought was the best receiver in that class. Him and uh, our boy over in Seattle, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I don't think JSN has had a chance to really shine yet, especially because yeah. I mean he's playing under DK and Lockett, right. so he's pretty much just a glorified slot. But Zay looks dangerous. He could run routes. He's he's undersized, but he's shifty. He gets open and he catches the ball. Yeah, he's a good player. He's, he's a really good player. Yeah. But all that ties back to Baker Mayfield. He's a stud, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Baker, man. Thank you, Baker. Any other takeaways from week one through two? Uh, well, yeah, we gotta talk about the Jets. Like with all the the hype around them, and you know, like me talking about just. They're the Jets, you know, all that stuff. And, like, oh, yeah. We never and and, about and, and me now. wanting to see them fail. I wanted to see them, like, you know, ha, ha, ha. You guys are the Jets, boo-hoo. You got to genuinely feel bad for them this year. Well, listen to me. Listen, I didn't get to my point, all right? Seeing Rodgers go down. I, I, I was watching the game with some Jet fans, and it, it they were, it was like, oh, wow. You hear a pin drop. You hear a pin drop. And I was like. I'm feeling bad now. What the? No, like I shouldn't be feeling bad. And but I did. I felt bad because, like, he only played four snaps. And the, it's he played tough. four snaps, and also like they were. It was hyped throughout the entire year. It was like you know what? I want to see this. He didn't get I the w- chance to fail. Exactly. And that. And I felt so sympathetic. I was like, I feel bad for these Jets fans. You've well, been there. Some of them. I felt. I feel for some of them. Not not the ones that always kept shit talking. To talking to a those can can bite me and, and you, you got what you get, you got what you get all right so fuck off uh but I, I for majority of them i felt bad because they were excited it feels like with me how you know when they when the met signed scherzer and verlander it's like here we go and then something like this happens i felt so bad for them because also i wanted to, i wanted to watch them because you know i watched the jets because they're the jets they're my rivals but i wanted to see an watchable offense because I, I like those those games for the rest of the year now are going to be so painful to and it, watch man. and that's mainly because their defense is so good and their offense is so bad now. well their their defense is not start off great this their year defense is going to be very good and there's a lot of yeah but besides the you, point, you hope so and it doesn't help the fact now and I'm gonna stick by this Evan their defense will not live up to as much of its potential because Zach Wilson will not be able oh, yeah. to keep them off the field. Listen, they were gonna they're gonna look like the Giants in week one. That defense is going to be running in circles ninety percent of the game as the offense proceeds to go three and out, maybe get a first down, and they're gonna struggle, they're gonna be tired, they're gonna be gassed. I agree. And it's just tough because Rogers, as much flack as he gets, 
he was a mentor for a lot of those young guys too and it was nice to see that relationship i feel like that's where a lot of the feeling yeah. bad comes from like yeah, those guys I, I, like Garrett Wilson and stuff, they looked up to him. He was like the father with a bunch of yeah. young pieces around yeah. him. I felt and the, pl- the players loved him. The fans for loved once him. Once in my entire life watching football, I felt bad for the New York Jets. And I think Aaron Rodgers' personality actually shown through too, especially with the show going on this offseason. Aaron Rodgers was human, and people liked him. He was likable. He right. hasn't been likable in the ages. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The media has hated Aaron Rodgers. Of course. Even though people close to him have always said they like them. But besides the point, he's like right. one of those media villains. How could he not yeah. be? I need a few of those. It's, it's just it's terrible to see. And they brought all the pieces there. Yeah. Green. Oh, God. I, I really wanted them to be good. It would have been so good for football. Yeah. Well, obviously I wanted them to see them fail. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I felt bad. For, I, I felt bad. They had that Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. Speaking of some crazy shit, Brees Hall only touched the ball, what, four times against Mm -hmm. the Cowboys? That was, he had nine rushing yards. What the, what the hell are you doing? He's the best running back on that roster. He he is 1A, uh, 1B to Garrett Wilson's 1A for the best player on that offense. And four carries. Nine yards? Are you... The only reason I could think <sighs> is that they knew that they were toast and they just were not trying to get him blown no, up by no DeMarcus way. Lawrence. No, no, he can't be doing... Th- There's no way... How you many touches did uh, Dalvin Cook get? Was a matchup kind of kind of statement? Or they just didn't run the ball? Because I did not... I just I did not watch a game. There was no I way know. I was watching New York Jets versus Dallas. I mean, I feel like they were passing the ball a decent amount, but, man, like, I I know, yeah, he's coming off the injury, but I feel like four is a bit too low. A bit too low. Um, Listen, Nathaniel Hackett hired. When he was hired, I poo-pooed that hire from the very beginning. Because the only reason why he's here is because of Aaron Rodgers. Which and, makes and, sense, though. But now that he's gone... Well, yes. And then I'm like... I said, what if you don't have him? What, what if they didn't get him? What if they didn't? If they weren't able to pull off this trade? And here we are. And here we are. So, and, like, and, I'll, and, I'll give you and, that. Uh, and listen, I was listening, I was listening, I was listening to... Uh, watching a little bit of uh, Tiki and Evan on... Uh, I was listening to him earlier today. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Uh, it was their episode, maybe like a couple days ago or something, or honestly, it might have been last week before the, the the Cowboys game. And Tiki, who I don't mind Tiki, I, I hate a lot of person radio personalities, but Tiki, I don't mind. He's kind of boring, but he made up a really good point. He's genuine. Yeah, I well, yeah, yeah, I'll say that. I can agree with that. Um, he made up a really good point. Is the most important person in the Jets organization now is Nathaniel Hackett. Because he now has to make a game script and a game for plan Zach for Zach Wilson. And I know, look, the Cowboys, they're a good-ass team. That defense, elite. Elite. Mm-hmm. But, probably best in the NFL. Yes. They're probably, once again, 1A, 1B with San Fran. I think, yeah, probably. But I think I think they're better. Uh, Michael Parsons. It, pick your poison. Yeah. Um, Michael Parsons. Bro, I'm still so mad. Remember draft? We were watching that draft live we, together. Yes, we were, we were doing a. I brought. I bring up a couple of times. We did a live reaction that we'll never see the day. Uh, we did a the live. File got corrupted. File got corrupted, and 
Yeah, it was a it was a long one. How but yeah, you can definitely attest to the fact that that entire off season and into draft day, how bad I wanted Micah Parsons. Right. Yeah. Because Micah Parsons yeah. was our savior. Yeah. He was the guy, and then we traded. Oh no, trade down. Philly traded in front of us. Right. And that's when they picked Devontae because I would have yes. been fine with Devontae Smith too. Right. Those are like the, my those are my two guys I wanted to come out with. They jumped us and picked them, and we wanted to come out with the receiver. Yes. And in the moment, I guess it makes sense. You got the extra one. Um, Kadarius Tony, I still question that pick, but he was an unelectric receiver. And we got the two that draft. That was Ojolari. Right. And at the moment, I was like, you know what? This could be something. I, I like this move. And also, but- don't forget, this was... The year after, you know, not a great year, but it was the judge, the first year after judge. You're like, okay, like maybe a, we got something going. Yeah. And now we have two dogs in our division that are going to terrorize us for years to come. And yeah, yeah but um, Micah, I think somebody uh, brought up this point. If you were to make a team, like you were to clone one player, 22 of them, offense and defense, you were to pick one player in the NFL, I feel like it would have to be Micah Parsons. Yeah, that dude's a freak. A, t- a twenty-two Micah Parsons would. Be, uh, what other player could even compete with that? I've seen clips of him run, uh, play running back in high school. The guy averaged a touchdown like every three or four carries. That dude is a freak. That dude's a freak. He's a. Uh, he's athletic. He's fast. Yeah. He's strong. He's he could, the ideal pass yeah. rush. He could cover. He went to the perfect, perfect system. Perfect defensive coordinator, uh, Dan Quinn. Like he is. Killing it. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a, maybe another look as a head coach. Maybe Dan Quinn. But um, if there's just so many guys that are good coordinators and just terrible coaches. I feel like a lot of the good coordinators are either offensive-minded head coaches or they're defensive coordinators. And I just hope I don't see Dable live out that, that destiny. So, yeah. I lo- so as of now, I love him as a coach, but you never know with this Giants team what the future entails. Right. But I will forever say the fact he is one of, if not the most brilliant offensive mind in this league. I mean, yeah, he did a very good job last year, especially. Obviously, McVay is, you know, the cr- yeah. the cream of the crop. You know, he's the right. he's the guy, the prodigy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's been able to do both. Right. But Dayball's game script is as good as any yeah. other. But you know who isn't? Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. So we'll break. We'll finish up that my point. Uh, yeah, this is this is he's the most important person in this room. He's got to show his value, which it's not looking great because we saw it last year in Denver and he didn't make it through the the full year. So good luck, Nate. Well, any other final takeaways from this week, Kevin? Um, as we uh, await our adventure in Miami. Listen, look, look. We'll probably be back next week. For another episode, uh, you know we you know we still got the title of the Miami trip. Don't worry, I, I know you're excited because we it's confirmed. But you know we got we got a couple of weeks of uh, football. Listen, I, I guess I'll leave at this. We are already heading to week three of the football season. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a freaking sweatshirt for crying out loud. All right, it's a little chilly now. Mm-hmm. Hey, the sun's going down I at love, seven o'clock. I love this weather. This is my favorite weather of the year. I love like early fall where it's still like. Sweatshirt and some pants. Like right now, it's a little too warm, but like prime, like late September or early October Listen, is my favorite weather. I've I've grown I've grown to appreciate fall as I've gotten older. I like I like it now. I like I like the 
the leaves so the same as spring like i that. love that sweatshirt yeah. and pants yeah sweatshirt some nice sweatpants even wear shorts the occasional shorts the occasional shorts the occasional shorts, the occasional shorts. um but it's but i i i, I hate the sun going down to going to be at five o'clock probably soon that's gonna suck mm. like that that is gonna be ass i'm not looking forward to that but football it's gonna be awesome i'm pumped i'm i'm pumped that football's back it's awesome it's it's the best time of the year if when you're a sports fan it's this and then a couple and then in a couple of weeks baseball postseason is going to come the oh man are, the leaves it's are falling it, down yeah, exactly. you're sitting down to watch red zone for the next what eight hours exactly uh basketball's coming back hockey's going to come back i feel like i'm not even excited for basketball anymore i'm not i'm not super excited as well basketball just at least you know it's it's a nice background you know what i'm saying it's, it's lost my love for some reason as, as i've gotten older i don't know it's just maybe i don't connect with the young stars anymore maybe okay. i'm getting old that's i don't maybe, i don't think maybe. it's the, i don't think it's the league because i think the product might be as good as ever maybe. i think it's the nets losing their stars because mm-hmm. i was just at like a peak in nets basketball maybe uh, it's the same yeah probably the same for me with the wizards just Maybe the season has to roll around. Yeah, but listen, gotta get into gotta get into like high school basketball. Mm-hmm. High school basketball, get out of here, bro. dude. You gotta watch high school basketball. College basketball, quit. I mean, college basketball is the best basketball, but no, a good number two is high school basketball. Like, See, the, I, like the good high school basketball. Not I, I disagree. With, I always disagree with people with that statement when they say college basketball is the best basketball because NBA basketball is the best product. If you're talking from Fun to a, from a to basketball. Watch standpoint well, of the course. quality of the product well, of course will never be better of than course. basketball what i'm saying is watching it's the emotions and the storyline of course the atmosphere all of that and stuff. that's it's why great. i will always tune into like some random thursday night Rutgers basketball game because i feel like something about you know having gone to the school and like i care more i feel like yeah like i yeah. Yeah. i have a reason to tune in yeah and it's you know sometimes it's really awful basketball and it's sloppy yeah and it's gross at times but you know what it's fun especially when march madness comes around i love like having watched them the whole year and when they inevitably don't make march madness i freak out right right and you know what the roller coaster is all part of the journey of course of course yeah sports are fun but like I was saying, NBA basketball, I feel like I just went through that journey with baseball where I, up until the end of that COVID season, I feel like I just wasn't, like, I was watching baseball games, but I wasn't dialed in. Right. And in that first post-COVID real season, mm-hmm. it's like I was back. That's when right. Tatis first started kicking out time. He was like, oh, this dynamic two-way guy. Right, right. And he really kind of started coming to his own, and all these young stars were up and elevating, ele- were elevating their game. And I, it's just that's yeah. when I really came back. Maybe that's what happened to the NBA for me, and I just I hope it does. I mean, I hope it does. Moral of the story. I hope so too. I hope I get a, my the, my next John Wall that I can just grow attached to watching the Wizards, and then be miserable when he inevitably falls apart. Well, I'm enjoy the years that he's good. <laughs> so, yeah. alright, well. Thank you, Evan. Thank you for coming here and talking ball with me. It's great. I always love it.
Uh, sadly, I'm going to be offline tomorrow when the Giants get spanked. Oof. Yeah. But we live, we learn, and at least I know now the Giants are not going to be good this year. Adapt or die. Oh, 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 oh,